0: your detailed medical records surrounding your stroke. Mr. Fetterman, will you
1: pledge tonight to release those records in the interest of transparency? You have 60 seconds. Uh, uh, to me, for transparency, is about showing up. I'm here today to have a debate. I have, you know, spe- speeches in front of 3,000 people in Montgomery County, you know, all across Pennsylvania, big, big crowds. You know, I believe if my doctor believes that I'm fit to serve, and and that's what I believe is appropriate. And now with two weeks before the election, you know, I have run the campaign and I've been very transparent about being very open about the fact we're in use captioning. And I believe that, again, my doctors, the real doctors that I believe in, they all believe that I'm ready to be served. Follow up. I didn't hear you say you would release your full medical records. Why not? You have 30 seconds. No. Uh, again, my doctor all believes that I'm fit to be serving. And that's what I believe is where I'm standing. I do want to clarify something. You're saying tonight that you support fracking, that you've always supported fracking, but there is that 2018 interview that you said, quote, I don't support fracking at all. So how do you square the two? Oh, uh, I, I, I do support fracking and I don't, I don't, I support fracking and I stand and I do support fracking.
2: Okay. Uh It is Wednesday, 26 October in the year of our Lord, 2022. We're now within two weeks of the most important midterm. They try to say last night on MSNBC, 1850. Uh, no, 1862 in the uh, right after Antietam or Sharpsburg, depending on um, what your viewpoint is. Um so these shows are going to be absolutely jammed wall to wall, and we're going to be doing live streams constantly. Last night, I think we had, a, I think, over 20,000, 25,000 people on the live streams with uh, Grace Moe and Gene uh, Zirkel, and I will come in and out of those so all day long. Just be advised. Get it, get her, watch uh, our announcements. We're going to be putting these up nonstop. Uh, last night, this was a disgrace. This is a disgrace to the Democrat Party. This shows you how low they would go. An individual that's clearly very ill, right, and needs to recover in a long, tough recovery. To put that out in front of the world is is a disgrace. And in afterwards on MSNBC, the New York Magazine reporter was saying how great, you know, how great it, this was a, a disgrace. The political class here was shocked. We've been following this closely. That's why we got Joe Allen up there in the Commonwealth. We knew how bad this was going to be. The political class, everybody sitting there shocked. They're all shocked, you know, that he'd be kept. No, this is a disgrace. This talks to a deeper rot of the Democratic This is when the Democrat Party is going to get blown out. And this is not about Fetterman right now. This is about Josh Shapiro. I'm going to bring a Colonel Doug Mastriano. Colonel Mastriano for a state or a Commonwealth that has the history of Pennsylvania. Not just how important Pennsylvania is now is the Saudi Arabia of uh, the United States with the natural gas and oil But what it has meant to our nation not just in the fight for liberty in the revolution, but uh, but Besides my home state of, of of the Commonwealth Virginia the central battlefield of, uh, of uh, The Civil War It is a dis. tell me last night. I want to know your historian that was an absolute disgrace to allow John Fetterman a very ill individual to go up there Last night, and didn't really, you know, Oz couldn't, or had to kind of be with Kit gloves. It's not the type of debate. Watch Tudor Dixon and Whitmer. Watch Lee Zeldin and Hokel. Look, I'm not a Whitmer fan. I'm not a Hokel fan. And Tudor Dixon, and we're going to show some clips, Tudor Dixon and, and, and uh, Lee Zeldin took it to him. But those were two debates. I thought the Democrats got beat, but that's what you see when people running for governor. People have to have the choice and sit there and to know this has been hidden. And the political class knew it, so they're coming out, man, this is really terrible. Colonel Mastriano.
3: It's really bizarre if you think about the rich history of, of our nation, and especially Pennsylvania, as you, you laid out. I mean, it's just, just incredible. You know, Valley Forge, Independence Hall, the Constitution, Gettysburg, you know, even 9-11, Flight 93 down in Somerset County. And uh, I just don't know what the Democrat Party's thinking. Uh, They've they've gone mad because you think about their policies on crime. You know, my opponent, Josh Shapiro, you know, at least Fetterman showed up. I mean, my opponent, who has his cognitive abilities about him, refuses to stand on the stage with me because he's a coward, because I'll smoke him like a bad cigar. And we see the same thing happening in Arizona and elsewhere, where they're dodging debates left and right. And so, you know, this is really a job interview. And uh, I've laid it out 70 days ago. To Josh Shapiro to, to meet me on the field of battle on a debate the, the battle of ideas metaphorically speaking and he absolutely refuses to stand on the stage with me period
2: why is it how can a guy be the attorney general in crime ridden and now we're going to show morning Joe as soon as you get off we're gonna show morning Joe uh, Al Sharpton um you know morning joe uh, chris matthews are all saying yeah crime is huge it's a, uh, obviously a huge issue with the minority community because they're the victims by and large it's got to be talked about of course within two weeks how can josh shapiro who is directly in the chain of command and responsible for the the the, the brutality against the minority community in philadelphia how can he not have enough respect For the people of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania to stand on a stage and defend his record and talk about what he wants to do going forward. This is outrageous. He should get beaten by 20 points. If he doesn't have the guts to stand in front of the people of of Pennsylvania and sit there and go, this is what I've done. This is why I did it. Right. And this is what I'm going to do going forward. Colonel Mastriano.
3: Now, I believe, honestly, Steve, and uh, this is not Ed Helman, and I, I think it's, it's, it's borne out by his behavior and attitude in, in his job and capacity as the as senior law enforcement official, that he has general disdain for common people of Pennsylvania. He does not respect them. He does not like them. Uh, if he did have respect for the people of Pennsylvania, he would have done his job as the attorney general over, over the past six years and fought crime, and instead it's gone up 40 percent on his watch. This year alone. A thousand carjackings in Philadelphia alone, just Philadelphia, you know, 4,400 robberies in Philadelphia. You saw the mayhem in Wawa last month, and now Wawa's Wild pulling many stores out of Philadelphia. I mean, this, this is pet, pretty catastrophic shootings after football games. I mean, it's the list is just incredible. Sex trafficking going on. Uh, fentanyl deaths is skyrocketing, the lawlessness in Kensington with the open-air drug market, and he owns it all. And it's the media is is providing cover. If this was a Republican attorney general running from a debate in a gubernatorial race, they would be crucifying that person every day. But since it's Josh Shapiro and the Pennsylvania media is in D- Josh Shapiro's pockets, they're covering for him. He, he gets a free pass, just like Levine got a free pass in setting the sick back in a home. Uh, Josh Shapiro looked the other way on that. Uh, Josh Shapiro is always on the wrong side of history instead of doing his job and fighting for the people and our rights. I mean, he sues nuns. I mean, the guy is completely has lacks of moral compass.
2: By the way, all the Republican establishment people you've seen come out, they're, they're all elites. They don't care about anybody but themselves and their net worth. That's where their partners with. That's where they're backing Josh Shapiro. They're backing Josh Shapiro for one reason, money. They wanted, they're totally corrupt. All they care about is money. All they care about is their tax cuts. This is all they care about. So you talk about Republicans not backing uh, uh, Mastriano; it's all the elites that are in business with the scumbag Shapiro. I just want to make sure everybody in the Commonwealth understands this. You will go anywhere, any place, any time, under any rules, and take on Josh Shapiro in a debate stage in the next what, thirteen days, Colonel?
3: I, I, I will be happy to take him on and, and expose him to the people of the state. You know, the people need to hear from Josh Shapiro and I and see us uh, side by side. Yeah. You know, we- We crossed paths one time and he he, he made sure to have a wide path around me uh, in Erie. The guy's a coward. I'm just I'm impressed by how cowardly and sheltered he is. And so in in the meantime, we're taking our message to the state and Steve, that despite not having, you know, broad establishment support, um, we're still neck and neck in this race here. And I I believe we're going to have a great victory. So but the people have to get out and vote. You just can't sit back. You know, the, the time of shaking your fist at the TV screen is over you got to just not get out and vote, but also spread the word. Pick up that telephone list that you have or email all your contacts. Get out the vote. 13 days. We're at a crossroads between tyranny and freedom.
2: Uh, we need everybody to get to the phone banks to get this is all get out the vote. We're going to talk later about securing the vote in, in Pennsylvania. Josh Shapiro, correct me if I'm wrong, my, looking my ever Evercrack staff, he has not tweeted at anything on the Fetterman thing. He owns that. This is how gutless and what a coward he is. He won't even step up. Fetterman and, uh, and Shapiro, well, they can't be bolted to the hip because of the size difference. He's on the show. They are bolted together. It's a package. It's a package deal. When everybody in the Commonwealth that's revolted and disgusted by the scam the Democrats have tried to run. And, and, and to sit there and go, my doctors have said I'm okay. I think I'm okay. No. We, it, even, it, 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 look, Fetterman is going to get beat by 15 points now. But... We need you to step up and put forward your full medical records. The, the pe- people of Pennsylvania, the people of Pennsylvania have to be able to sit there and review this themselves and make their own judgment. Colonel Mastrano, where do people go to find out more about your campaign, sir?
3: Yeah, thank you, Steve. Go to DougForGov.com and uh, kick in a few bucks to help us get across the line and volunteer. You don't have to live in Pennsylvania to volunteer. We have phone banks. You can be making phone calls. We want to make several million calls before the election. Uh, we need poll watchers to stand at the gates of the polls, of course, for transparency, as Yonkin did last year, to ensure a free and fair election. So thanks again for having me on.
2: Colonel Mastroianna, always. Thank you. This is very, it's very serious in Pennsylvania. You saw that last night. You saw that. You saw, what they tra- you saw the scam that they're trying to play and they're, all, Oh, you know, we didn't know it was that bad. You're a liar. Everybody that's paid attention to this at all. He even said, I almost died. He's a very ill individual and is a multi-year process to recover. And God bless him in his recovery. You know, this audience will pray for him in his recovery. But no, last night was a travesty. It was a travesty. And then to have people on MSNBC and the, the poll, you know, some of the ref- initial reports made it seem like it was everything. No, uh, Michigan was a debate. New York was a debate. I thought that the Democrats got beaten badly, but it was a debate. Parry and thrust as it should be. There's other and By the way, Fed, uh, Shapiro owns Fetterman. Shapiro owns Fetterman. So here's what it is, uh, Josh. Be a man. I know it's tough to look at you and see a man, but be a man. Be a man and step up to the plate and debate Doug Mastriano. Debate him. Own what you've done to the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Own what you've done to the minority community in Pennsylvania. Own what you've done to the school children in Pennsylvania. Own it. Be a man. Man up. Be a man. Stand on a debate stage and let's debate. Don't, don't hide like Katie Hobbs. Katie Hobbs is going to be by eight points out there. You know why? She, one, she's incompetent. Two, she's too gutless to stand on a stage with Kerry Lake. You're too gutless to stand on a stage with Doug Mastriano. Gutless. Regardless of your politics, now you need people who are authentic and who have courage every democrat that's listening to this show or knows a democrat just push this out to them and say hey look what they're trying to the scam they're trying to put on you with fetterman let me go we got some other news we got the great natalie winters natalie you've you've been you've unearthed some things that are quite disturbing ma'am what have you found
4: yes well i have some breaking news uh john fetterman's finance director I unearthed last night some posts that would best be described as racist and homophobic, including use of the N-word and the F-word and some other derogatory terms towards gay people. Published the story about five minutes ago. She's already locked her entire account so no one can see it anymore and deleted all of the tweets that I called out in this article that's up at warrooms.org. And I think it's a perfect example of, John Fetterman's refusal to apologize um, for, you know, chasing down an innocent black jogger with a shotgun and holding him at gunpoint. Um, well, his finance director has done the same thing. No apology. i um, just attempting to hide on Twitter, locking her account. Um, and like I said, no, no apology. But you can go to warrooms.org um, to see all the receipts that I've saved that show the posts, all the things that she said. Again, this is someone who's attacked Republicans as racist. Of course, the Fetterman campaign has attacked, has attacked Dr. Oz for being racist. She's uh, portrayed herself as this defender uh, of the, quote, black and brown community while she was the president of her co- collegiate Democratic club. Um, but in reality, if you look back at her old posts, uh, she says a lot of things that by really anyone's standards, let alone the, the far left, political, politically correct social justice warriors, uh, are definitely not defending or helping the black and brown communities.
2: So she's used. She's homophobic and using the F word, and she's also used the N word in the, in, the, in these racist posts. And they had them up there. And just she just locked the account when you published the story, ma'am.
4: Exactly. Just about a minute ago, uh, she deleted all the posts that we called out and locked her account. So now no one uh, can see. But like I said, I saved the links. We have the archives, and they're available to see at warroom.org and on my getter page.
2: Real quickly, give me how to get to you. I'll let you go back to work. How do people sure. <laughs> get to you right now to find this?
4: Natalie G. Winters on Twitter and get her, and go to warroom.org to read the story.
2: A blockbuster story. Natalie, go back to work. Steve Cortez, Capital Markets, next. <laughs> You know who understands the real threat of inflation? People who invested in gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. They're protecting their savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying their 401k or IRA into gold, physical gold. It's not too late for you to take action now. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and get a free info kit
0: Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon.
5: The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide.
0: War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon.
2: Okay, we had a cold open, but I got to get uh, Cortez. Cortez, uh, your thoughts on Fetterman?
6: You know, watching that last night, Steve, I'll say this first as a campaign operative. Oz clearly won that race last night, and I hope that that momentum for Oz is also going to translate into increased momentum for Mastriano, which I believe, I hope and believe that it will. But just as a human being, it was sad to watch. It was legitimately sad to watch because all I could think of is no one around that man, John Fetterman, cares about him. Nobody gives a crap about him. Okay, not his family, not his wife, not his staff. They will use him. Why? Because the thirst for power among the leftists is insatiable. I think that's the important takeaway for us, for those of us in the patriotic populist movement, to realize who our opponents are, to realize the lengths to which they will go to accrue and to accumulate power. That was emblematic last night of their mentality, and we have to be aware of that. I think sometimes we on the right, we want to assume that there are good motives of our opponents on the left. There are not good motives, and what we saw last night is proof positive of that harsh reality.
2: Um, perfectly said. That's why this is dangerous. It was right. a tell last night, and the political <clears throat> classes, hey, you know, we didn't. It's totalized. They knew exactly what this was. Let's play the cold open. Now, now also, here's a, a signal, not noise. They're all scrambling. By the way, the Hill had the lead story about how if it's the numbers 30 seats and the Senate flipping, that you're going to see a complete evisceration of Pelosi, Hoyer, Clyburn. They're going to have a revolt, get rid of all of them immediately. And that that number, wait for it, is the number, if it's more than that, they lose the Senate, but even one, in the House by 30. This is what the thinking is internally. These are Democrats talking that there's going to be a huge, huge effort to get Biden to come up a couple of days after November 8th and say he's not running for president again. So the knives are not just out. The knives are getting ready to get plunged. And this is why we have to have a massive win on the 8th of November. We have a chance to destroy this institution as a national political entity from school boards all the way up. They're pivoting right now in panic mode. Because they got uh, they got uh, Lee Zeldin metaphorically punched out Hochul last night on crime, and they understand they got a problem, so they brought out they brought right. out Sharpton and uh, Chris Matthews. Let's go ahead and play the cold open for uh, Cortez. Great. It's
3: Dixon, you have a rebuttal.
4: Yeah, I'm pretty sure I just heard an audible gasp around town when Gretchen Whitmer said that kids were out of school for three months. Perhaps she wasn't paying attention to what was actually happening. Even We even had schools that were closed this year. This is shocking to me that she thinks that schools were only closed for three months, or maybe she thinks she can convince you that schools were only closed for three months, but you know better because your students are the ones that are desperately behind. And the test scores show that she's being dishonest about this. She's being dishonest about even trying to get into these schools to get these schools back on track.
0: Whenever the issue of crime comes up, uh, as Jim said, sometimes Democratic candidates worry too much about what their base says. And you will have woke people saying, oh, if you're talking about crime, well, my gosh, uh, you're racist. Or there's a racial component every time a politician talks about crime. (laughs) Rep, you've been saying all along that's not the case. You've been saying that when you go uh, and, and talk to people, uh, crimes at the top of their list of things that they're concerned about. And now there's a poll that you and I have been talking about that actually proves that black voters are concerned with crime and think there actually need to be. I know this will shock white woke people who live in Park Slope, but black voters actually want more police officers. have explain.
3: I think that what is uh, being misread is that there is a misreading of wanting criminal justice reform and police reform and in wanting proper policing and as crime and spikes in some areas, even more policing. We okay, just I could go eat-
2: through this. The big reveal, the big reveal to Morning Mika is that uh, the black victims of crime want more police. I am so proud of the fact, Cortez, we have been on this from day one, and this is why African-Americans that that want to connect back to the Hill story yesterday, blacks are not coming out to support their oppressors. That would be the woke liberals, the woke progressives of the radical progressives of the Democratic Party, the same people that propped up Fetterman last night. Black voters, they say it like it's some, some, you know, it's like Moses coming down. The black voters want more police officers. Yes, they want more police officers because they're the ones bearing the brunt of this criminal class. Steve Cortez.
6: No, that is exactly correct. By the way, Joe Scarborough right there, I think he was momentarily possessed by Steve Bannon because he was actually making sense, talking about the issues that matter to regular voters, not the things that dominate the Acela corridor bubble in New York newsrooms things like Jan 6, okay? Things that matter to regular people like crime. And I wanna, I wanna translate this into what I believe is gonna be a big wave in now less than two weeks. It's going to be women coming to these patriotic populist candidates. Historically, the Republican party has had a real problem with women, an ongoing decades long systemic problem. But there are two issues right now that I think are front and center Where women are going to come in mass over, the persuadable women are going to come over to these wonderful Republican candidates like Lee Zeldin. And those two, those two issues are crime and then injections, forcing injections upon their children. Regarding crime, we know it is a nationwide problem because of feckless and weak. Blue state governors and mayors all around the country and the Soros-backed prosecutors who refuse to back the police and properly punish dangerous criminals who make our streets completely unsafe. Uh, and then in a related move, what happened at the CDC, and again, uh, I don't see many people talking about this outside of your show, Steve, but this is such a massive issue and it is such a gift quite frankly, from the CDC, a political gift. Um, it's not a gift to the children of America. Of course, it's the opposite. It's an injury to them. But it is a gift, political gift from the CDC, them trying to regularize and, in fact, mandate the, the COVID, big pharma, COVID Fauci injections for children as a precondition to go to school, which will happen in all of these blue states. Gretchen Whitmer will do it. Lee Zeldin will do it. Pritzker will do it in Illinois. All of them will do it if they are allowed to do it. And it's a massive reason why we need to fire all of those uh, incumbents right now. It's why Shapiro can never become the incumbent governor of Pennsylvania. All of those challengers that I just named, by the way, in those states, all of the challengers have pledged the opposite, that they will protect children, that they will protect parents. Parents have overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly voted themselves to not get the the, uh, COVID vaccines for their children who do not need them, who do not want them. So when you combine those two issues, I think, of forced injections, compulsory injections, with crime, which is we know is absolutely out of control, those two issues, I believe, Steve, are going to produce a secular shift of women uh, who, who, let's face it, the conservatives have long struggled to attract of women over to these patriotic populist candidates.
2: Um, talk to me. It, Tudor Dixon was magnificent last night. The poise the class, yep. the steely resolve, the smarts. It was just um, it, if you haven't watched it, Grace and Moe had it up with Jane. Go back and watch the replay. We did the whole thing. It's magnificent. Uh, tell me about also in Michigan. But I yes. see a big tectonic plate shift coming in Michigan. Michigan is going Amen. to be a big part of the red wave. Tell me about it.
6: Really exciting things going on in the Great Lakes State. You're exactly right. Tudor Dixon was fantastic. She's as good on substance as she is in communicating her position. She's terrific at TV, a lot of experience in front of the camera. Uh, she's going to make a fantastic governor, and she's going to win that race despite being massively outspent. But I just put up a new article at the National Pulse and Raheem Kassam's uh, website about two congressional candidates that I'm really excited about in the state of Michigan. And I think both of them are going to win. John James in the Eastern newly created district on the Eastern shore of Michigan, and then John Gibbs over in West Michigan. And what I think is important here, Steve, is that we have a chance, given the crop of candidates who are out there, who uh, we we should support them because they are excellent, not because they're black, but they also happen to be black. Uh, And I I love this kind of what I call in the article, um, organic diversity or effortless diversity. We're not trying to check boxes. We don't believe in filling quotas, but when we find excellent candidates like John James, And excellent candidates like John Gibbs of just incredible backgrounds, incredible character, the right conservative credentials. When we find those candidates and they are black, it's a huge way that we can broaden our coalition. And I think there's a very real shot at having the biggest black GOP caucus ever. The previous high watermark was back in the Reconstruction era. I think there's a very good chance between the incumbents who are already there and the candidates who are running That we're going to have the largest black Republican caucus ever. Uh, And I want to encourage the posse out there, please, to support these candidates, particularly John Gibbs. He's in a very, very tough race. He's been massively outspent. Um, But his his resume and his character will make him an incredible congressman in Washington, D.C. And what I want to say specifically about him is I think he has a better, deeper understanding of tech from the inside. He's a computer science graduate at Stanford University. He helped launch the iPhones for Apple. He worked at the highest levels of Silicon Valley, yet he shares our values, unlike most Silicon Valley executives. And because of that, Steve, I think he will be invaluable when it comes to confronting and challenging big tech, because we know that some of the gravest threats to our American Republic emanate from the oligarchs of big tech. We need someone like John Gibbs who understands intimately from the inside how big tech operates. He's going to be a champion for us in the Congress. John James, the same thing. I think Michigan, all three of those people we're talking about, I believe, are going to win Tudor James, uh, oh. uh, Tudor Dixon, John James, and John yeah. Gibbs.
2: And Christine Caramo, they had MSMC's yes. melting down about that her. Too. Matt DiPerno, this is going to be, by the way, James, a helicopter pilot from West Point. Uh, Gibbs, uh, a computer science from Stanford, the, the top, top, top in the world, the best. Yes. This is what this is what's so amazing about MAGA. Look right. at the candidates, look at the issues, and people are coming to us every day. And Steve, you know to why? That point. Because it's yes, not so. a it's not a big reveal. It's not a big reveal to us that the black population, Hispanic population, are being preyed on by a criminal class that the woke white liberals, you know, limousine set have been supporting. Uh, Steve.
6: So, to that point, Steve, we don't have to sacrifice for diversity, right? Again, to try to, to check a box. That's not what we do. You know, look at these people, at their backgrounds, right? At, at, at their credentials. And I don't believe in overstating credentialism, but look at their credentials, look at their character, even yeah. more importantly, these, these folks. And the point is our movement, when we promote cultural conservatism combined with economic yeah. populist nationalism, we so it's a lot of Nicole.
2: Stick around, Cortez. Hang with me. Um, By the way, Gibbs walked away from it all. Stanford Tech, the big paycheck, to go preach the word of the living Christ in Japan. That's the type of person we're talking about. Short break. Back in a moment. Fair warning. Listen to this convicted home title thief explaining what happens when he forges your home's title and takes over as the new owner.
0: Nobody thinks that I can take their house and borrow against the house.
2: Oh no, I have title insurance. It's in my
0: name or he would have to get some special document. They would call me, you know, nobody's calling you. You're living in a delusion. After I've stolen the title, borrowed against it or sold the property, it's 60 to 90 days for that person to even figure out that they're the victim of this crime. You start getting foreclosure notices. You've got four mortgages on your house. You don't even own your home anymore. It's not even in your name.
2: Home title fraud is growing two and a half times faster than credit card fraud. You could be a victim and not even know it. Here's how to protect yourself and verify your home's title is still in your name. Visit HomeTitleLock.com promo code RADIO. Then register your address for your no-obligation home title report, a $100 value you get for free. Again, get your free home title report at HomeTitleLock.com promo code RADIO. All one word. This makes a great gift for Father's Day and is less expensive than a few hours at the range. That's the letter That's I. targetpro.com. That's I. itargetpro.com. Offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N.
0: Closer uh, it gets to home, in other words, to Election Day, the more people worry about their home. They worry about p- providing for their families, men and women both. Uh, they, they're talking about, they're going to talk about it the inflation issue. And it's going to be food prices 11%. And the gas prices basically still up to where they were before. Uh, it's a big chunk of your income. It's not just how much it costs to pay for gas when you stop at the pump. It's what percentage of your income goes into that, like a big taxation program. It's real. And I do think that gets closer to home as you get to election day. I think... The abortion yeah. issue could probably hit the clock a little yeah. too early in, in, the, in the early yeah. part of the okay. summer.
2: OK, now, now now, they're all, you know, democracy, J6, not working for them. Uh, climate change, not working for them. Abortion, not working for them. In fact, it's working against them because they're so radical. By the way, we're going to have Cortez is going to come back. We've got tons of uh, capital markets and economic news. Some tech companies are really taking it on the chin as they should. I'm going to bring in Ronald McDaniels from the RNC you're going after big tech. Tell me about this. Tell me about the Google. And then I think you've got 50, 60, 70 lawsuits out there right now. So can you get people up to speed on that before we pivot to uh, Michigan, ma'am?
5: Sure. I think the Google one is key. And anybody who has a Gmail address, just know that Google is suppressing your emails right now. Your get out the vote, your uh, fundraising solicitations. So we have about 53% of the country that has Gmail accounts, right? And every... four days last four days of the month for the past seven months google goes to zero deliverability for rnc email so just nothing rest of the month we're at 90 percent. the last four days they go to four so we uh got harmeet dylan involved and we just filed a lawsuit in california on the common carrier law uh that they are discriminating against us on a political basis they are uh preventing our emails from going in inboxes and remember steve these are people who opted in they asked to receive our emails they wanted this information so think of it as a utility Listening in on a conversation and saying, we don't like your conversations, so we're going to stop it. And that's what they're doing to the RNC right now.
2: H- hang on. Explain this to me. They're, they're actually on the Gmail accounts suppressing it so the emails don't go out and get to the volunteers, get to people exactly. that would be get out the vote, people that would be poll workers. They actually All don't get it. They
5: So the rest of the month, we have 90% deliverability. And the last four days for the past 10 months, we go to zero. Zero. This isn't an algorithm issue. This isn't, oh, people opting out. This is zero deliverability. So it's intentional. We've talked to them. They haven't fixed it. So we sued. Uh, But everybody who has a Gmail right now and everybody who uses Google right now, because Google's using their algorithms, leave Google. Todd Ricketts created a, a platform called FreeSpoke and get a different email account. I'm not kidding. They are absolutely using it. And we have an old lawsuit in California with Western Union that used to do this in the 1800s with telegraphs that they stopped sending. And we actually, they actually won in California. Western Union was not allowed to suppress um, information that were being sent over telegraph. And we think that this is the the precursor or precedent that's going to help us in this Google lawsuit. Harmeet Dillon was amazing in California. And obviously this won't be resolved before the election, but this is the type of example of what big tech is doing.
2: Um, You've come off the consent decree. Now you've got Is it 70, 50, 60, 70 lawsuits out there? Tell us about these lawsuits right now and how they are going to impact uh, to make sure that we can secure this massive victory in two weeks?
5: We have 73 lawsuits. I'll give you an example. We just won one in Michigan against the Secretary of State, Jocelyn Benson. She was arbitrarily putting restriction on poll watchers, restrictions that were not state mandated or state law. And we sued her and we won. Now she's going to appeal. Right. So we hope we can win in the courts. Of course, the courts have to be with us. We have a lawsuit right now in Pennsylvania uh, that they should not be able to count undated ballots. That's this lawsuit we've been paying for since 2020, since after the election. And now we're continuing to work on this. This is crazy. Their state law says a ballot shouldn't be counted if it doesn't have a date on it. And uh, the secretary of state has said, absolutely, we're going to count ballots without date. So we have this in the Supreme Court. We had a good win. This Pennsylvania Supreme Court just took up this case. It's called the King's Vent. So that's going to be very helpful. We, we think that's a good sign. And the state legislature joined us in this case. But that's, those are two examples of what we're up against. Nevada is corrupt. I'm just going to say this. They send live ballots to their voters. We can't sue on something like that. That's just their law. So those are the types of things where we just have to win. We have to win it at the Secretary of State level, the Attorney General level, Adam Laxall, and, and Sheriff Lombardo, so that we can make sure that we change the laws in these states.
2: We're going to talk about these Secretary of State's in, in the next hour. MSNBC melting down last night about Marchand, Fincham, Caramo, all of it. Let's talk about Michigan. You, you know Michigan sure. very well. You were central to the, to the 16 victory in Michigan. Um, it, 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 you've got an incredible group of candidates up there. But I think everybody Incredible. now is getting nervous because the three-legged stool with the RNC, which you said, hey, we got voter registration, we got to get out the vote, and then we got to secure the victory, right? I think people are seeing the momentum building, and particularly last night with Tudor Dixon. That was just magnificent. She was so classy, she was. so I tough, love so Tudor. smart.
5: She's so great. And, Go you ahead. know, I, it, it's very personal for me, too, when Gretchen went lies about kids only being out of school for three months. That's just a flat-out lie. I had two kids in public school. Uh, my son started as a freshman in high school and then didn't get back into school till he was a junior. And suddenly he's having to apply for college and take these SAT courses. And let me just tell you, every mother in Michigan is feeling the deficit that their kids are facing. And it's, it's maddening. Uh, so Whitmer's a bold-faced liar and Tudor's calling her out on it. I think education's going to be a big issue for Republicans. But we're also seeing the Democrat turnout is not strong right now in early voting in Michigan. We're not taking anything for granted um, and then on the other part of it, the RNC has recruited in Michigan. Uh, we, we have 100% coverage on our poll watchers. But here's the difference, Steve. Because we're out of the consent decree, we have 11,000 poll workers in Michigan that will be working the polls on election day. And this is unprecedented.
2: Hold, hold on. That's what I want to get to. Because the cons- consent decree is over. It's different than the poll watcher. You've got a poll worker, like somebody inside. Yeah. You have 11,000. They have 11,000 11, volunteers. In
5: Michigan. I can give you the exact number, 11,619 poll workers in Michigan. But And these are people working the polls. Wayne County, which is, was, has, has had historic problems. We know this. I know this. I said it in 2020. Uh, it, they had 71% of the absentee uh, v- voting precincts not aligned. Um, So to actually have poll workers in Wayne County is a big difference. The RNC could not do this in 2020. We were under a legal order that prevented us from training and getting people to do this. And now this is the first election. But we need people to continue to go sign up on Protect the Vote. We want to shift every single precinct to make sure we have poll watchers and full coverage in all of our battleground states.
2: Okay, how do people, right now, where do people go? Because we got the most motivated group of activists out there. Where do, and we need everybody. You have to have a piece of this. Everybody. You do. This is like the Second World War. You have to, everybody has to be part of this. Not just passively watching the show or watching Fox. You have to engage. Ronald, where do they go right now?
5: Go to protectthevote.com and you can sign up to volunteer and we will contact you, train you. And if you if you can't work Election Day or the slots are all full for Election Day, we will slot you for recount too. This this operation we're building it is not ending on Election Day because we anticipate in some of these close races or Georgia that we're going to have either runoffs or recounts. So we have to be ready to deploy people to all of these different precincts. But go to vote protectthevote dot com
2: give me a feel right now for the early vote uh, we're, we're hearing it's bigger than 18 it, people are talking in some places maybe a presidential year people are nervous about that it, it make us feel better what what's your sense <laughs> of this early vote right now and, and where is it breaking
5: so the one everybody's talking about right is georgia georgia's had historic early vote they're up to a million um a million votes cast the thing that people need to know as republicans is over 800,000 of those votes have come from people voting in person, early vote in person, which is what I do in Michigan, right? I go, I take my ballot, I give it to my county clerk. So I voted already. Um, but I hand it to somebody physically in my county. And so Republicans like to do that. Only 10% of the ballots in Georgia are coming from mail. So th- um, th- we think that that's good. Obviously, we want to stay on track. Uh, we feel good about what we're seeing in Pennsylvania. Democrats, this is where they build their lead, right, in, in mail-in voting. Um, But uh, good a, a lot of voting right now is not bad for us because we're seeing that we have an enthusiasm gap, plus we're seeing Hispanic and African-American voters break more our way. And We think the modeling for Herschel shows that African-American voters are breaking for him at a higher level than the polls are showing.
2: For the get out the vote, because we've got 13, where do people go? you got to protect the vote. For get out the vote right now, where do people go? Because we want everybody, if you can't do the protective the vote, we want you actively part of this as far as get out the vote. Where do people go for that, Ronna?
5: Go to GO- GOP.com and volunteer. And here's the thing you can do. And, I, and we just did this at the RNC. Our finance team, they adopted Montana. Ryan Zinke's seat at uh, Montana, too. And one night they came in and they did 12,500 phone calls into his district. Every single person can get call somebody from home. We will link you into an app that will allow you to call people. Um, If you can't knock doors or your state's not a battleground state, everybody can do something. I would also say donate. Donate to candidates you believe in who aren't getting the funding. Our map is expanding right now and there are candidates that are being left on the table because there's just not the resources. So find somebody that you think is a great candidate or support the RNC, whatever you can do right now, because we absolutely have races that we can pick up. I was with a great guy yesterday, Galuch, in um, Pennsylvania, in the suburb of Philly. See, we had 250 people there. I've never seen that in the middle of the day. And I thought, oh gosh, this is. And the, he's he's in a tight race. Um, people like Jim Bo- Bognet in uh, Pennsylvania. Eight. Yep. I was with him yesterday. That's a margin race. Money will make a difference in that type of race. Um, uh, Lisa Scheller. I can go through. I'm with all these candidates right now. The momentum is very, very strong, but the Democrats have more resources. So the more you can help, the better. But go to GOP.com and we'll plug you in as a volunteer.
2: Just give give us a minute or so on expanding the battlefield. We're in Rhode Island, too. You're in Connecticut, two and five. You're up in New Hampshire, Maine, too. You've pierced the veil of New England. You got 15 in play, in in new york house seats yep. you got uh, obviously lee zeldin's on fire now after last night but then you go out you got the state of washington the senate seat that's a coin flip you've got the governorship of of uh, of oregon as a coin flip you've got you've got all across we've expanded the battlefield everywhere from alaska to maine and everywhere in between walk us through that where do we stand and what has to happen to make sure that we don't have this wave gets as big as possible
5: Everybody go support a candidate. Alan Fung, Rhode Island, too. You look at Maine, too. You look at Bruce Poliquin. You look at Caroline Levitt in New Hampshire. You look at George Logan in um, Connecticut 5 on top of Leora Levy. um, Both Hispanic, right? Uh, George Logan is Guatemalan and Leora's from Cuba, who's doing a great job in that Senate race. And then you have so many races in Florida. Anna Paulina Luna, Laurel Lee, Aaron Bean, I mean, I can go on and on and on about the candidates, but you're right. Then you go out to Oregon, and we have three con- congressional races there, really strong candidates that can win and flip seats. So um, everybody should know that the map is expanding. And here's the other thing: Democrats are pulling out of seats. So they just pulled out of Wisconsin three, which is Derek Van Orden, the the Ron Kind seat. So they just pulled out of that. They just pulled out of Swikert seat in Arizona. Um, which was, you know, a toss up seat for them. So their map is shrinking and ours is expanding. And I talked to candidates yesterday. They're like, can I have more money? And I'm like, we all need more money right now to invest because the map is expanding.
2: Real quickly for both protect and for get out the vote. Where do they go, ma'am?
5: Protectthevote.com to go be a poll watcher or poll worker. Poll workers are pretty much done right now, but poll watchers we can still do up until election day and for recount. And then, um, GOP to find out where you need to vote and then GOP.com to volunteer. And all of that, we'll sync it up and, and find you um, and get you plugged in. Okay. Once you go on one, we'll, we'll get you plugged in. We'll,
4: we'll
2: put it in all the chat rooms and up on the site. Uh, Ronna, thank you very much. Uh, honored to have you on here. Real quickly, what's your social media people can follow you?
5: At GOP Chairwoman, but they're suppressing that on Twitter, too. <laughs> it doesn't grow anymore. God bless Thanks, you. Steve.
2: Ronna McDaniel, thank you very much. Cortez on the other side and get Jenny Beth Martin, Richard Barris. It's a wave building. We need you part of it. OK, no substitute for victory. Next. Years have proven that we need to be prepared. We constantly see government overreach, attacks on our communication and energy grid, worldwide conflict, natural disasters and the never ending assault on our security and privacy. Having reliable communications is essential. But don't get caught. Without reliable communication. And I'm here to tell you, your fragile cell phone simply won't cut it. It will not cut it. That's why I've partnered with the Satellite Phone Store so you can stay prepared and assure your vital communication stays private. They're one of America's largest satellite telephone companies with thousands of happy, well-prepared customers. Right now, they have a special promotional offer. When you go to sat123.com slash Bannon, that is sat, S-A-T, One two three dot com slash Bannon, B A N N O N. Get a free Amerisat satellite phone, one hundred fifty monthly minutes, free United States domestic number, and free rollover minutes for only ninety nine ninety five plus tax per month with an annual agreement. Now go to SAT, that's S A T one two three dot com, SAT one two three dot com slash Bannon, and get your device today. Don't put it off. Life can change in an instant. That's sat123.com slash bannon. Do it today. Take action.
4: Better has arrived. The
0: new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas.
6: The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology, no more selling your
0: personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture.
2: Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want, the way you want. Download now. Okay, we're going to get you the, um, um, Grace, the Savage Angels are going to be doing more Getter uh, live stream tonight. I think we're going to do the debate with Governor Palin out in Alaska. It'll be a little late. I think it's 11. We're going to get a complete uh, schedule because you're not going to want to miss that. Last night was just magnificent. I can't... um, Thank the audience now for being a part of this and engage, hearing your voice, um, Steve Cortez. From the grubby nature of politics now to the grubbier nature of capital markets, um, c- c- some tech companies are signaling that some bad yes. days are ahead. Correct, sir? Marcus, stands. that's correct.
6: The the economic news continues to be terrible, and Steve, in less than a fortnight. We're going to reclaim our republic and we're going to begin the hard work of saving this country. And a huge part of that effort is, of course, going to be rebuilding the economy because Americans, particularly working class Americans, are suffering miserably right now. But the pain extends from Main Street to Wall Street to big tech. And right now, we're going to show some charts right now, both Microsoft and Google. And I know those are not companies that we're fans of, but they're still very indicative and reflective of what's going on in the U.S. economy. Both of those companies, mammoth companies, open up down 7% 7% on the day. You don't typically see those kinds of moves, Steve, in mega cap, uh, very mature companies like Google and Microsoft, but we're seeing it today. But let's let's get to the economic backdrop. If we go to chart number one, I want to show refinances. So let's start at the consumer level. Here's what's going on. The refinance index right now, refinancing mortgages out there, because of interest rates spiking, because of Joe Biden's created crisis of inflation, refis have absolutely plunged. That chart is since he took office. That is the Biden era of refinances. We are down now to the levels of the late 1990s, Steve, regarding refinancing. This is horrible news for the consumer, terrible news for the entire housing market. Let's go to chart number two now. Let's get to the manufacturing side of things. So we looked at the retail. Now let's look at manufacturing. We got a terrible manufacturing PMI number out this week. We talked about it on your show two days ago. It was under 50 for the first time in over a decade, which signals, of course, recession. And we know that we're in a recession. But once I dug into the report, Steve, this is even worse news. You know, they say the devil's in the details. Well, the devil is indeed in the details of this PMI report. Because within manufacturing, this is new orders. So this is even more forward-looking. And again, I started this chart when Joe Biden took office. You can see at the very left side of the chart, there's actually a nice little uptick. Uh, That is reflective of the momentum that Joe Biden inherited. He got a great handoff. The Trump boom 2.0 was burgeoning across this country as the country was aggressively reopening. He squandered all of that, Uh, as exemplified by this number. And again, you know, data does the data don't lie. Okay. And and price is truth and the price of manufacturing new orders tell us that we are declining at a very rapid pace. New orders have not been this low in manufacturing since the 08 09 recession. Now, let's look at some stock prices. If we go to chart number three, this is Taiwan Semiconductor, which I think in many ways, Steve, is the most important company in the world right now, not just because it's so critical to chip production and chip demand all over the world, particularly in the United States, but because of the national security implications here. And if we look at Taiwan Semiconductor, it continues to absolutely just careen lower. It is now 60%, almost 60% off of the highs that it put in in January. And in case any of the folks out there might say, well, who cares? You know, I don't care what happens in Taiwan. What about the United States? Let's go to chart number four and let's look at a chart of Google and Microsoft that I mentioned. As you can see, these two companies largely track each other. Uh, They had been in a brutal downtrend. That chart goes back for the last year. That is Microsoft and Google Alphabet over the last year. And again, Steve, look, none of us are fans of the management of these companies. But they're still um, incredibly revealing tells of the strength of the US economy. And because these market caps are so absolutely gigantic, th- this fall, this precipitous fall of these major names, it really matters for the prosperity of Americans, particularly for their investment accounts. Because millions and millions of Americans, even if they don't know it because it may be in a 401k that's managed, own these companies. And these companies are falling apart. And again, hate the management of these companies. I believe these companies need to be broken up. But the point is for our purposes and into this election that is now 13 days away, what is going on in these companies um, is emblematic of of the Biden recession, which is intensifying. That's the point, Steve. It's not just that we're in a recession. It's that it is getting worse and worse by the day. How do we reverse it? Well, we start that process on November 8th. And let me, one last chart to show, because I think this is this is critical. If we go to chart number five, regarding Google specifically, this is an important tell. And this was in the Reuters reporting on Google. The main problem with Google's earnings is that ad revenues plunge because businesses simply don't have the money to advertise, okay? That's the reality, particularly on YouTube. And, and notice the part that I highlighted there. Google uh, plans to cut hiring by more than half. So, Steve, the only thing that Biden and his allies and the Democrats have tried to hang their hat on is a supposedly strong job market. It's not strong, first of all. They've just been recouping the jobs that were lost because of the CCP virus. Now, it's a good thing, of course, to recoup those jobs, but it's not been net new job creation. But the point is now, the way the economic cycle works, as the Biden inflation continues to persist and even explode higher, and as the Biden recession intensifies, now, sadly job layoffs loom. And that is the reality uh, as reported by Reuters uh, as included in the Google report. So look, the economic situation is terrible. That's that's the, the awful news. and I'll never sugarcoat that for the audience out there. But here's also the good news. We have human agency. We have a chance to change this, to change the trajectory. And we have to be all about these next 13 days. It has to be about working and praying to save this republic, including our prosperity and our economy
2: look i'm very proud of the work we do on the show with you and navarro and Brad and everybody uh dave walsh to, to to get to the real reality of what the economy is what i'm shocked about is the guys that get paid for this every day when you see these massive drops in these big cap stocks they're like they're like it's like they're totally yeah. asleep and right. all of a sudden they panic and they get dumped the stock well, t- give me 30 seconds about, about what is the problem with wall street
6: well, Steve, the unfortunate reality is, you know, uh, big business, the big banks on Wall Street, the corporate media that acts as a cheerleader for those big banks—they uh, believe in narrative over reality, okay—and they prioritize a leftist corporatist agenda uh, over actual facts on the ground. And, and frankly, they don't care about regular Americans, and they don't care what is happening to the actual prosperity of regular folks out there. We do. It's why populism is on the rise. It's why we're continuing to attract and earn the support of constituencies that previously uh, were never part of our coalition and they are now you know again the situation is terrible the situation is getting worse but we're going to fix it
2: uh, Cortez just hang on for 90 seconds I'm going to bring you back so everybody has got uh, where to go to get all your information Steve Cortez next in the world None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash war to install the Unplugged suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency.
0: They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty.